Well, hello, current family. Hope you had a wonderful Christmas celebration, even in spite of 2020 being the year that it was. And we're glad you could join us in this way, wherever you're at right now. Uh, this is a week that we typically give the teams off. So this is meant to be a shorter devotional uh, video here for you, uh, helping you and each of us uh, worship wherever the Lord has us. So what I thought we'd do is look at a text, a biblical text that I go to every time this year to help me look back at the year behind us and forward at the year ahead of us. I'm gonna look at Isaiah chapter nine, looking at verse six that reads, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Here's our devotional thought. This text shows us that you can come to Jesus for everything you need. First, you can go to him as your wonderful counselor. Of course, a counselor is somebody we go to for guidance. We, we go to a counselor for wisdom, for advice. Have you ever followed bad advice? Have you ever given bad advice. I was racking my brain this week for a time when I've done such a thing and I was reminded of a time, not one of my better older brother moments, when I told my brother he should stick his hand into a gopher hole to see how far it went down. And surely enough, a little bit later, he was bitten by a gopher. And for the next few hours, we were all terribly worried that he would need rabies shots, which if you know anything about that is is a, is a scary thing. Texted my brother and he said, yeah, I, shouldn't, I should have known not to follow your advice, but really I was too young to be a conscientious objector. <laughs> We've all followed bad advice. We've all followed good advice. I'm, I imagine uh, you can think of a number of times where a good friend or family member or maybe a mentor came you know, to help you at a certain point in your life that really helped you in, in, in any number of ways. Well, here's the thing about... God's wisdom, his counsel, it will always be the best for us, ever. It will be what brings the best out of us and the best out of others. It is wonderful counsel. Now, we all know times that the best advice is not often the easiest to follow. I mean, often, or there's times when following the best of advice is actually hard to do or things that we wouldn't ourselves want to do. But the Lord knows us fully and knows our circumstances and circumstances ahead of us perfectly so we can trust him and follow him knowing he's our wonderful counselor. But the question is, will you and I listen and will you and I follow him? There's any number of ways that you can go to find his counsel, of course, you can go to his word. I mean, God's never gonna contradict himself, so his word is gonna teach us his will, his counsel. But he also speaks to us through prayer and through his spirit, often, often not so much in loud ways, but in, in quiet promptings, in, in gentle whispers. He also speaks to us through other Christians, Christians who themselves are reading God's word and are praying and are you know, listening to his Holy Spirit in their own lives so we can go to them. God speaks through all of these ways, gives us counsel. He's our wonderful counselor. But this text that we read also tells us that we can go to Jesus as our mighty God. He is our mighty God. Of course, mighty means strong and completely able. I mean, God can move mountains if he wants to, needs to. 
And you know, I've seen him do that even in my, my own life, move in circumstances that I just thought uh, wasn't possible uh, in terms of providing a home, providing healing, providing care in just miraculous ways. He, he can and, and does do that. But his being mighty doesn't necessarily mean he's going to make the problem we wish stop to stop, which is often what we want. But God, again, knows fully who we are and our circumstances perfectly. And we know that sometimes the best provision is not necessarily to be plucked out of what's hard, but to go through what's hard only to be made stronger because of it. We might not know how God will choose to meet us in hard circumstances, but he is our mighty God. Sometimes he will move a mountain. Sometimes he will make a way around the mountain possible. Other times he will make a way through the mountain, but he will always be with us. He is our mighty God. And then we can come to God, we can come to Jesus as our everlasting Father. Now, this one... Uh, means more and more to me each year of, of being a father, father myself, raising kids, having that privilege of now raising a nine-year-old and, and six-year-old. Um, of course, everlast, everlasting father could mean a number of things and does mean a number of things, but the first thing that comes to my mind is an image of someone who just comes around us and just gives us a bear hug no matter what we're facing. You know, whether we have worries, whether we have pain, whether we've made mistakes, Think of that. Sometimes we make mistakes of our own doing, and yet we can turn to Jesus as our everlasting Father. He will always love you. One of the things I love about you know, getting to see this in my own life, and I'm far from a perfect father, is my kids, are, of course, are making any number of mistakes, and sometimes of the variety that are like, okay, we need to, we need to talk about that. But hopefully it never means my love for them dwindles. No, my love is still there. How much more does God love us as our everlasting Father? And you know, it seems to me sometimes we, go, we turn to God, we turn to Jesus, thinking in our minds that we, we, we need Him as our mighty God, but really what we truly need underneath it all is, is Him as our everlasting Father. We think we want Him to move Him out, but really what we truly want is just Him to hold us, care for us in those ways. Finally, we can come to Jesus as our Prince of Peace. Now, you know what's interesting about this one is it's one over the years that, I've, that hasn't really resonated for me all that much. It's not one that I've really gravitated towards a whole, a whole lot until this year. I've needed God, I need, I've needed Jesus to be there for me as, as my Prince of Peace. You know, when Shelter in Place first started, you know, at first it was just kind of this novel thing, which I wasn't happy about. I mean, you know, there's a lot of inconveniences and a lot of, you know, things that just weren't fun, even, even right off the bat. But mainly my heart was just thinking about a number of you and others who are frontline care responders and those affected by things immediately. But then it started to stretch on further. My heart still goes out to those who are first, first responders. But it started to impact me more personally. Uh, affect me at, at my core. And there was a, a, a point there a few months in where I started to get really down, really sad because things had changed and I didn't, you know, I was sad about all these different things to the point of just, just, just feeling really down. But there was a time in there over a period of, of a day or two that I really experienced Jesus being there for me, 
my, my, uh, my Prince of Peace. There was just a, a, a point in there over, over a few days that he, he, he really helped me flip the script. Now, it wasn't in a way where it was like audible, you know, speaking to me, but I just sensed his spirit working in my spirit, giving me his peace. Where out of the end of it, I had moved from thinking that things were just hard and just terrible and, and bad to a place of, yes, yeah, recognizing that things are still hard, but having, having a sense of peace about it and really seeing it as an opportunity and privilege to live during such times and help and serve and minister to people through such times. He is our Prince of Peace. And of course, he's our Prince of Peace in the most preeminent way in that he went to the cross to deal with the only thing that could make us anxious or have fear or worry or anxiety or lack of peace. And that is being separated from God. But because of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross for our sins, giving us forgiveness, we can be restored in our relationship to him for the sake of him becoming our everlasting father, mighty God, wonderful counselor, prince of peace. He has made it possible to be there for us in and through anything and everything. We can go to Jesus no matter what. It's an incredible promise. If you need wisdom, if you need guidance, he is your wonderful counselor. If you need strength or provision, he is your mighty God. If you need love and care, he is your everlasting father. If you need freedom and hope, he is your prince of peace. Here's what I encourage you to do as we wrap up our, our time together in this devotion, is to spend a few minutes after we're done reflecting and maybe even sharing, if you're with another or others, uh, two questions, reflecting on two questions and sharing. And you, if, you're, if you're alone and this is it's your, your jam to, to journal, I encourage you to do that, but to reflect and share based on these two questions. Number one, looking back at the year behind us, 2020, in what way has God especially been there for you? Was he especially your mighty counselor, your mighty God, your everlasting father, your prince of peace? Now, certainly he's any number of these things at any given point in time to us, but in what way do you, did you sense him especially being there for you? And I would just take some time to reflect, and again, if you're with others, share in what way he was there for you. And then spend some time praying, thanking God for being there for you in those ways. And then the second question is to look ahead at the year in front of you and ask, in what way do you anticipate, do you anticipate needing Jesus most in your life? Do you need him as your wonderful counselor, your mighty God, your everlasting Father, your Prince of Peace? You can look at the next few months out. You can look at the next year out. You can look at the next week out. But in what way do you anticipate in needing Jesus the most in one of these ways? Reflect on that. Perhaps share with others. And then pray, thanking God and asking him to be there for you. Let me pray, and then you can spend time in that now. Uh, dear Jesus, we're just so thankful that you are here for us in, in any way we can hope or imagine. That you are our wonderful counsel. You are our mighty God. You are our everlasting Father. You are our Prince of Peace. We don't deserve you at all, let alone in all these ways. So Father, thank you that you've been there for us. Yes, even in this hard year of 2020 behind us in these ways, would you help us to take these next few moments to reflect on that, give you thanks and praise because of that, and then, Father, as we look to the year ahead, Lord, would you help us center our hearts and minds on you, looking to you 
for our guidance, our provision, our love, our care, our peace. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.